Beautiful Sunday morning. Beautiful day, a beautiful part of our collective society. Sunday morning, Sunday morning coming down. Church bells ring and celebration and religion and or maybe not. Saturday, depending upon your faith, you may be with other you might be of another inclination as it were. Sunday. Sunday. That's what Sunday is. I was listening to a great song by Shenandoah. Marty Rabin, I believe. Excellent group. Excellent country music. I love to teach a class at a junior college on country music and explain it to people and, and bring them into it and, and allow them to, to grasp what it is and what it isn't. I'd like to, I remember one time hearing something on, I'd like to understand hip-hop and rap more. I remember reading something or hearing about the elevation, the derivation, the, the etiology, the etymology, the teleology of it. And where it started and what it does and what it says and gangster versus Sugar Hill Gang. And, and going back to Deborah Harry, uh, I think it was the first, quote, rap hip-hop um, there were also syncopated rhythm, uh, musical rhythms from Hank Snow and I've Been Everywhere to Cab Calloway to, it's been around, Gil Scott Heron, who I think spoken word, Gil Scott Heron, I was trying to think, I always want to have this, you know, when you're on a, the show, is it, who, who, who are the best this and that? It takes me so long and I have this list going on about people that I would love to introduce you to. One of the things I do on a regular basis, on my LionelMedia.com channel. I've had this now for years. And it's over an hour a day of various um, stuff that I discuss and that I uh, go through. It's a little bit, my my language is more adult. I'm not at all coprolalic. There is the link, by the way, LionelMedia.com. But there's three things. I have a subject, I have a, a story, something that I bring, maybe from a source that is pretty much shelved or, or ignored altogether by regular conventional media, for reasons I shan't understand. But at the end, I always have a song, a piece that I put up. And I said, I want you to look at this because of this. This is why this is important. And it might be... Women in rock. The proliferation of women in um, guitar today is just incredible. Bass, drums. Women are have never gotten their due. Rock has been chauvinistic. Rock is, you know, we have a lot of, we're not, it's not racism per se. It's not misogyny, it's not xenophobia, but we have biases. I guarantee you, if I had the best rock players, have you seen Steve Howe from Yes lately? Steve Howe looks like Tales from the Crypt. Have you seen him? And what fascinates me, I know this is petty and I apologize, but it truly fascinates me because I am unabashed by what fascinates me. His teeth separated. They look like piano keys. I looked at pictures when he was young, strapping British rocker dude, and now he looks like, I don't know what he looks like. Not because he's old. Some people just age. You're on a different, you know how some people will will uh, look young earlier. I have a friend of mine whose daughter looks like 35 years old. She's like in high school. It's the weirdest thing. It's like progeria or something. Anyway, but if he came out, Phil Collins is in a chair. He can't move. He looks 100, can still sing. Steve Howe can still play. Because what they, what they may not know, or what they may not have in fluidity, they have in, in, a, in note, uh, um, classic note selection and the like. But if I brought this group out and you didn't know who they were, who was it, Watts from Yes, some others, you would think they would rock 
you into the next week. But they don't look like rockers. So you will dismiss them because they don't look like rockers. Is that ageism? No. Is that... No. It's just... There's something about... I don't know. Let me ask something. If all of a sudden there was a team on on the NBA that had all of the talent of the greatest NBA players from LeBron to Shaq to Kobe to whatever. I mean, these were, this is a thought experiment, superstars, height, everything. But they were Cambodian. They were better. Let's assume they're even better and they will they will destroy. But they're Cambodian. Their English may not be the best. They don't necessarily party. They don't have they just it, but 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 the play is superb. Do you think there'd be a different turnout in the uh various arenas? Absolutely. Absolutely. But they're better. Yeah, but they don't that's is it racism? No, it's not racism. It's because no, it just uh. we have biases that are not bad. If I took, <clears throat> let's think of some of the classic. Let me ask you a question. Think of some of the classic horror music ever. Jaws theme. I think it's John Williams theme. Mm-hmm. That music, Psycho, that's not even a song, was it? Um, Twilight Zone, Tubular Bells, <coughs> Tubular Bells, Mike Oldfield, Exorcist, Scariest, right? Am I right? Of course I'm right. Now, what if I took, imagine that scene, instead of uh, whatever, uh, 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 Janet Lee or whatever, instead of that, I hear, 76 trombones. What? What? 76 trombones? Same scene, she's getting stabbed in in the shower. She's being stabbed in the shower. Do you understand what's going on? She's stabbed. She's being killed. You don't like the music? What's the matter with you? The Godfather. Oh my God. That music. John Williams is a genius. So do you have a bias towards this? Do you have a bias towards this? Do you just not like big band music? It's like, no, 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 no. It's just this doesn't work with this. You are not biased. You just react. Have you seen little babies who look at somebody? Or not, not I shouldn't say a baby whatever they're toddlers, and they're sitting, especially if they're in the pram, or you may look. And I have been with people, and they baby, sometimes mothers, I think babies look to women differently because that that's mother. But I'll, I'll, friends of mine, they look at the kid, and the kid looks like this, and I'll look at a kid, and I'll make a face or do something, and they start smiling. They no, I'm okay. I'm I'm funny or weird or whatever. But they laugh. Other people they don't. Some same thing with dogs. Some people really like dogs. Is this a bias? Is this dogism? No. 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 I read this story today. And every now and then you'll have it. And they claim that some people 
they will claim that uh, there's a watchdog group called Tribal Alliance Against Frauds. There are people out there who said, wait a minute, you are not Native American. I think it's tribal, and, and, and they're, they're, they're very, very serious about it. Like, wait a minute. And by the way, and I agree 100%. I, I agree a hundred percent to say, wait a minute, now hold it. You, 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 you have to, and, and when people say, oh my God, when people talk about at nationalities, I don't even bother with that. I don't even, I'm an American. What do I know? You think there's some, no, stop. But there's this thing about people who claim to be, I'm, I'm Native American or Indian in it. And I would say, how do you, where did you get that from? Well, no, you know, we're Cherokee on the, okay, fine. I think that, I have a hard time with people from the United States saying they're Irish. And I know people, I knew a friend of mine whose wife had, I would have loved, I wouldn't say anything. But who had must have had a genealogy, because I used to look at her, and I saw so many facial uh, phenotypes, morphology, eyes, he, every, and I thought, I wonder what if I said that I'd be. See, you you can't say that. Why not? I'm I'm innocent. I think it is fascinating. But I don't think you should say you're something when you're not. Okay. So there is this new thing. There's a there's some there's a story, a couple of stories you might read today about somebody who's in Hollywood who's not really Cherokee or I don't know. Okay. Do you remember the name Espera Oscar de Corti? Who is that? Now, this may be before your time. I'm always, I'm at the stage now where everybody I know, even my own age, they don't know what I know. Do you remember who this is? Do you remember that? Sicilian, born in Kaplan, Louisiana in 1904. And... uh, 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 second son of Francesca Salpietra from Sicily and her husband Antonio de Corti from southern Italy. You know who he is? Anybody know this name? Remember this? Espera? Espera. Esperate. Esperate. It's funny how you get into truncations of word. Esperate. Wait. West Tampa. Esperate. You know, it's like, where'd you get that from? Mozzarella, mozzarella, mozzarella. What? What? Where'd you get that from? Bracciola, brajol. What? What? Alla breve, I like that, to the short. Alla, in Italian, to the breve, to the short. Close, crying Native American, you're close. Who is it? Come on, you, we, we don't know this. We, we don't, we, you gotta know the name. In my generation, I think we knew the name. We knew his name. We had it, oh, supposedly, not Espera de Corti. Who was it? Come on. Who was it? Tell me who it was. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> Gabagool, thank you for... Capicola. What? Gabagool. Where'd you get that from? Uh, Melanzan. Forget it. Don't even go with that one. Eggplant. Don't even bother with that. Come on. Who is he? Everybody, you write this stuff all day long. The Chief and F Troop. Close, Jimmy. Thank you so much. (laughs) You know, I never got into F Troop. I just never. The whole Larry Storch thing, Ken Berry. I just never... Come on, who is it? Iron Eyes Cody. Thank you. Allah. Iron Eyes Cody was the guy. Remember that? 
here he is with his, he's in his uh, Indian, uh, his canoe, you know, and he's in just garbage floating, and he turns, and there's a tear. He had those eyes. Oh, my God. Iron Eyes Cody. Sicilian. I don't think he had any. In 1996, Cody's half-sister said that he was of Italian ancestry, but he denied it. After his death, it was revealed he was of Sicilian parentage and not Native American. Who else was there? Remember Sasheen Littlefeather? Remember that one? Oh, my God. Sasheen Littlefeather was... This was the... Uh, she accepted the... Um, Academy Award on behalf of Marlon Brando. Sashi Littlefeather. Her sister says she was an ethnic fraud. They said she was Mexican. Okay, fine. Remember the movie, the group Redbone? Hey now, what the matter with your hair? They were the only, the only, only, only um, a, a, a rock group that actually war and, and not don't 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 give me that village people stuff but do you actually war uh hang on yes they actually wore feathers and said and Robbie Robertson was of Canadian actress in share Redbone is an American rock band formed in 1969 by brothers Pat and Lolly Vegas all band members during their commercial peak were of Mexican-American and Native American heritage, which was reflected by their songs, stage costumes, and the like. And they got into some... Uh... Okay, so they were like, okay. Nobody really talked about appropriation at the time. Nobody ever did that. But, but, but there's this... I find this fascinating. So, come and get your love... Chief J. Strongbow. Uh, stock. Uh, this is Joe Scarpa. I met him. I remember when I was a kid watching NWA in Tampa. Chief J. Strongbow was uh, Luke Joseph Scarpa. And he was uh, born in um, Nutley, New Jersey. He was 83 years old. And he was a uh, personal life. Anyway, he was Joe Scarpa. I remember as a kid. Then he became Chief Strongbow. I saw him one time at a Cauliflower Ear Club meeting. One time he sat. I swear to God, I've never seen a waist that big in my life. I've never seen it. Not not in a good way either. I was there with Gordon Soley and we had a, that was a wild time. But he was there. Okay. When you, t I love to talk about I love it. I love ethnicity, race, culture, looks, morphology, physiognomy. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't have any... I, yes, there is. There is certainly in some groups. Most people... I think at this particular stage, I think most people are not at all systematically eliminating or, or by the way, remember, racism also is somebody who holds up a group of people positively versus negatively. I don't believe that. I don't believe any of this. So I'm reading this story and I'm reading about this. I'm saying <clears throat> people have to, this, this, these Hollywood stories, you can't say you are something. Have you ever met people who are into channeling? Well, you know, I went to my my psychic, my medium says I was a princess. Okay, fine. What are you going to do? You can't hold somebody accountable for that. I never understood that one either. I was like, how do you know that? Why, why, why are you always, well, I was, a, I was a princess. What about this? I was a syphilitic leper and... Uh, in the slums of Lisbon, you know, like, what? Nobody, nobody ever does that. You're always, you're always, I'm a king or a queen. 
I never connected with anything involving ethnicity for me because I, I just it just never meant anything to me. I just never I never meant it. I think people look at me they say, Okay, you could be whatever it is. All right, fine. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Here's one. Do I have an accent? Now, this is interesting, too. Do I have an accent? Answer this question. It's very simple. Yes or no. But there's a trick to it. Do I have an accent? Yes or no? Tell me. Very, very simple. The name San Martino, the great... Come on, Bruno Sammartino. Remember his, remember Arnold Scolin and the other, Bruno Sammartino, one of the great, great, great. Do I have an accent? Jimmy says yes. George says no. Vincent says yes. Do I have an accent? No. Yes, no. Yes, no. Yes, no. The answer is yes, of course. What is an accent? What is an accent? Accents are relative. Relative to me. If I go to Dublin, I have an accent. If I go to, um, you know, I don't know, Dothan, Alabama, I may have an accent. I don't know. I don't know. It's relative to. There's no such thing as an accent. There's no such thing as regionalism if unless you're someplace else and then you have an accent. <clears throat> you are an accent. You are there. You're, you, it's, it's, this, it's this thing, and I dig it. And I'm thinking if somebody heard me, they would say, well, he's probably not the South, probably Northeast. And sometimes people will say, <clears throat> you know, Upper East or Northeast. Or I, I don't know about the, about the New York thing, but that's more attitudinal than anything else. It's not so much, I think, the sound. I think it's the attitude. There's a sound to it. Uh, listen to this quote. This is my quote. I heard this the other day and I think about this. This is me 150%. Mrs. L as well. Dylan said, I was born very far from where I'm supposed to be and so I'm on my way home. Hear that, honey? I was born very far from where I'm supposed to be. So, I'm on my way home. Where I'm from, I'm a freak. I was born not where I was supposed to be, far away from where I'm supposed to be. I was born here, but my heart was never there. My people were never there. My everything was never there. I don't know if there is a there. Mrs. L is a freak. The only we're the only people who can we understand each other because she's a freak. And I'm just going to let it go at that. I'm not going to go too too much into detail because I'm not, I don't fit in anywhere. And I've never fit in anywhere. And the quicker you understand this, the faster you understand this, and you're probably the same way, we don't fit in. We don't. Now, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <clears throat> you have no idea. There is nothing... Let me tell you what my life is. Give me an idea. I am pure of soul. Now listen to this. Wait, wait, wait. I know you're going to say, what the hell is he talking about? You know when a kid... Do you ever hear a kid say, why is he so fat? Do you ever hear a kid ask that? It's a, it's a good question. Mommy, why is he so fat? Come here. Vinny, come here. Come here. Come here. Don't say that. Versus don't think that. You can think of it, don't say it. That's rude. It's rude. Why is it rude? Because it because it hurts people's feelings. But is it true? Well, it's true. So what's wrong with that? No, no, no. Truth? No, 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 no. It doesn't have to it can be wrong even though it's true. No, wait a minute. What? You can say something that's true, but it hurts people's feelings. But don't they know it? Yeah. So it hurts their feelings because they know it, right? Well, I'm not surprising them. If I walked up to that guy and said, excuse me, do you know you're fat? What? 
I am? Now that would be something. <clears throat> As opposed to, you know, you've got uh, somebody put a post-it note on your back or you've got, uh, you know, there's toilet paper on your shoe or something. You know, that that's something you don't... No, explain that to a kid. That's me. <clears throat> I love the truth. Now, I can see it in a way. I can see it in a way that... And we all know the difference. When somebody really wants to know, do you know how many times I want to ask people, what's wrong with your leg? Why do you limp? Did you hurt yourself? Can't do that. Why? Because, but it's obvious. One of the questions that I wish I could ask, and it's the most fast, to me, since I was a kid, since I was a kid, I want to say, may I ask you a question? Yes. That thing on your chin, yeah. Have you ever thought about getting rid of it? I'm just curious. Do you ever see like like a meatball, like almost like a like a um, like an Aaron Neville Oreo, you know, on the top of the this thing? You know, what is is that a Nevis? Did you ever think about getting that off? This thing is growing. Did you ever think about that? Where are you from? I always ask people, where are you from? Don't you like to know, say, I wonder what their lineage is. I wonder where, you know, you can see us. Ooh, that's interesting. I remember one time I was sitting with a friend of mine in, I'll never forget this. We were in Minneapolis or St. Paul. We were in one of them. We were at this restaurant. So my friend who's passed away says, look around you. Look around you. Do you see... Anything different about these people? And I looked and I said, no, he says, they're all huge. Not fat, huge. I said, you're right. Everybody's over six feet, everybody. He said, he said you know why? He said, Vikings. It was one of the most incredible moments. I said, you're this is where we are, Minnesota. This, this, they had, they'd eat lutefisk and they whatever. It was an observation that had to do with maybe not race, but ethnicity and culture and physiognomy. And it was true. I thought that was. Have you seen this video? I'm going to give it to you and it will change your life. It will change your life. It is the most, okay, uh, here we go, it's, here we go, this is David Epstein, this is a TED Talk, are athletes really getting faster, better, and stronger, and this is one of the most, here we go, this is one, look at this video right here, this is a TED Talk, it is fascinating about how physiognomy, shape. Michael Phelps, the swimmer, has the same, he's 6'4", he has the same inseam, his leg length, or length, as people say, the same length as his, uh, as I think it's a sprinter or a marathoner or something who is like 5'7". Michael Phelps' body is from waist up so that when he springs off of the post or whatever this perch is called, when you, whatever the hell it's called, it's like a, like, like a, like a, uh, a spring of a, of a watch. Pow! It explodes because of his physiognomy, his physiology, his morphology, his musculature, his, his, whatever. They looked at whether Jesse Owens, if Jesse Owens today ran against Manute, not Manute Bolt, um, Usain Bolt, who would win? Well, when Jesse Owens ran, they had cinder tracks. They had a trowel they kept, their little trowel, a little 
uh, gardening tool to dig a little hole so they could put their foot, their heel, to take off. The 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 uh, track wasn't spongy. It was kind of rough. Everything. I mean, it was completely different. And then, listen to this. Then they had, here is the race coming in. Here is Usain Bolt. He's number one. And the other runners, okay? And we're going to throw in this Jesse Owens with his time. But every time they cross the finish line, you're going to hear beep, beep, beep. For each person that crosses, you're going to hear beep. When they all crossed, you hear this. That's it. <laughs> they, all, they, all, they all showed up. And the difference between Usain Bolt and Jesse Owens, you can't even... There's nothing. Nothing. Look at basketball players. There is the number of people over seven feet tall today. It was unheard of. Not anymore. In fact, there was a percentage. This Epstein watched this. He says, in fact, if you're over seven feet tall, you you have what did I say? You, there, there's a I don't know some percentage that you're in the NBA or something like that. Seven feet. One time I was at a I was at a party for Rudy Giuliani years ago at the Hilton somewhere. And I was bored out of my mind. And I was I went into this bar area, and I'm at the corner having a drink, and I'm just looking straight like this. Looking straight. And I look to my left, and there is a woman who must have been six, four. That's huge. Now, I didn't want to look. I just said, Wow. Six, she must have been, oh, it turns out she was 6'4". I found out later, but let me tell you the story. So I look over and say, I don't want to look. <clears throat> so I look around and say, where's another one? And this guy walks up to me, and I've never been, I've been next to Andre the Giant, but not, you know, like this, but I've been, you know, close enough. But I've never been, like, right there. And I looked over, and his belt buckle was, like, right there. And I did like this, and I said, you know, I got to ask. He said, seven, seven, even, or seven, one, or something like that. I said, okay. And I looked around, and everybody, I, I swear to you, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. Everybody is six, five, six. I said, what is this? And he said, um, it's the New York tall, uh, 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 club. I said, well, no blank. I said, he says, no, no, we just and we're talking about this. And he says, you know, he says, you know what it's like being like this? Everywhere you go, people <gasps> oh my God. Everywhere you go. Bobby Heenan Bobby Heenan, who was my great friend told me a story when he was managing Andre the Giant. And Andre never went out. He was quite the drinker because he had acromegaly. They told him, you're, only, you're going to be 40 years old and you're not going to make it. You'll, you'll never live past 40. He, he, every day he said, I'm just, I'm not going to live. And he would drink. I mean, he was just, just really was prodigious. He was so big. You've seen this picture. You have a beer can. His hand just covered the beer. All right. So one day, one night, Bobby said that they, he, they, they were in some town... And and, uh, and and Andre never really wanted to go out because people, they just, they look at him and it's just horrible. He just, he, he was, it was horrible to live his life. Horrible. Travel on a plane, couldn't go to the bathroom. It's just, I'm not going to go into detail, but it's horrible. Anyway, so they went to this place and either Andre was there before, knew the owner, whatever, I don't know. So he walks in. And there's a, now they know who he is, but you've never been next to him. Not only is he 7'4", but he's 
400 pounds, just enormous, little teeth, little shoe peg teeth. And he turns to Bobby and says, he points at this woman at the bar. She's just looking forward. And he says, I know her. So he he walks over and he's trying to to kind of like surprise her because he knows her. And it was an old bar, apparently older, and they have wooden, you know, floor. And every time it was like, creak, I mean, just, I said, what is this? So this, now, imagine this. Woman's looking forward. She's like this. She's looking forward. Bartender is looking at her. And she sees this. Now, he, his head's going up. She says, what the hell's going on here? Andre thinking he knows her, takes his hands. Each finger is like a this. He pretends to like grab her by the neck, you know, kiddingly, lovingly, you know, kind of going like this, you know. And he puts his head around to look at her because it's his friend. And there's this head like this with the hair and the little teeth, the teeth to me were the most frightening. And he looks at her and he goes, I'm sorry. It's the wrong person. And she's just, <laughs> I hope she was wearing her Depends. Now, think about that. What is that like? Everywhere you go, all the time, people are just in awe, pointing, shocked, never happy, never like, hey, it's always Oh, my God. Everywhere you go. I get it, but for different reasons. Anyway, but the point is, that's fascinating to me. And as I'm talking to these people who are seven feet tall, they go, what is this like? He goes, terrible. Terrible. How's the weather up there? I wish we could talk about that. I wish we could talk about this. Size, weight. When people are real, I feel sorry. Fat, people who are called fat or obese, it's horrible what they go through because they're they're looked at like you you know you're sloppy you 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 don't like yourself you're unhealthy. Wait a minute, this person would give anything right now. I know, I know. Because, well, you're apparently not that much, and you get mean with people, and you get mean, and there is a movement now. There is a movement in some particular circles, maybe. Where women who might be zoftig, dare I say, steatopigian versus calopigian. Steatopigian is different. Look it up. There is a an appreciation for this. Be what's that called? B B big beautiful whatever it is. I don't know what you want to call. But huh? No, no. What I'm saying is. Isn't it better? Isn't it better to include people into the matrix of attraction, even if it's not necessarily healthy, than to consi- than to to push people aside? Do you know that in the in, in the twentieth century, right around nineteen hundred, there were people who would travel three hundred well, miles to go to a carnival to see a fat person, the fat man. They actually had this in a carnival. And he was maybe 300 pounds. Today we've got kids who are 300 pounds. We have more seven-foot-tall people. And I was at Yao Ming. I was looking at him. His his mother was 6'3". In China, his father was 6'8 or something. He was 7. I find it fascinating. Here's the problem. Somebody will say, don't. Why not? Just don't talk about that. But it's interesting. No, no, don't. See where we are? One of the most fascinating subjects. Wouldn't you love to hear... I one time did one of my best radio shows ever. Little people. People who have... uh, There is a... There is a disease, not a disease, well, I guess a disease, as you call it. Uh, 
dwarfism. It's called dwarfism, but there's a name. Uh, no, that's not the name. There is a particular type of name. Oh, achondroplasia. Achondroplasia. And there was a doctor who was... <clears throat> um, there was a doctor who, who specialized in this particular type of surgery. And I had this fellow on, and we were talking, and we got to be... He was so great, so interesting. And he said... You have no idea what it's like," he said. And especially from people from different countries, different cultures. Some people think it's a pregnant women. You know, they they think that's. I mean, you can you just imagine? But he says, "But he asked me, he says, who do you think are the most accepting? Who do you think are the most accepting? Without a doubt, kids." He says, "Kids are pure. They're beautiful." So there was this one guy years ago who was. And I remember we interviewed him on a core TV show. And he was a little person, I guess. And he was a, there was a, 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 there was a Mexican restaurant or a bar or something. And he would walk around the bar, have a big, big Mexican sombrero with chips, you know, uh, tortilla chips. And at the top, they had this little scoop there where they put this thing of salsa. And he could, he could, he said the hardest part was to keep it straight. But he would walk around and people would say, hey, how are you? He made a fortune. They loved him. Kids loved him. He would do balloons, you know, uh, balloon shapes. And they loved him. Nobody mocked him. He made a fortune. An organization came in and put an end to it because he was being mocked. He was being um, ridiculed. He was being exploited. He says, wait a minute, but I'm, but I'm doing this. Andre the Giant was being exploited. Basketball players, to an extent, are being exploited for billions of dollars. But the point is, the the first instinct, which is where I am, interest, welcoming, non-judgmental, non-anything, just, oh, that's, <clears throat> that's interesting. That's interesting. Not now. Mm-mm. Nope. Because... And here is the issue, and listen to me very carefully. We don't care about the intent. What was your intent? What was your intent? You ever have somebody that you know who doesn't speak English? <clears throat> and he says, hey, how do you say such and such? And you tell them, but you tell them something filthy? <laughs> and then they say it? And people, they don't hold this person responsible because they know there was no intention. It was obviously, you, you obviously told this poor person to say something that was rude or sexually inappropriate, and they meant, they meant no harm. It's called intent. What was your intent? What is your intention? What do you mean to do? Are you asking me because I'm... There was a, there was a YouTube channel where kids would ask the best questions ever. It was the most... It's like, why do you have that? Why do you do that? Why do you... And they would have people in who have either an affliction or a disease or something, and kids would ask the best questions. And it's, and it's what you want to know. We are getting away from that. We are getting away. We love to limit speaking. We love to limit thinking. We love it. It makes us feel superior. I'm good because I'm able to... Uh, I'm able to stop. And my stopping shows a sensitivity. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. She's Chinese. She's going to, to China to see her family. Hasn't been there for a while. I said, let me ask you a question. And she had a Chinese accent. Right? I said, <clears throat> did you lose your accent? Do you lose? She says, yes. I said, how do you lose an accent? How do you, I mean, not an accent, but, but pronunciation. How do, you, how do you do that? She says, easy. And I wanted to say, but you're not really speaking English, so is, is it because you're not speaking Chinese? or What is that? Why does Henry Kissinger still have an accent? Why? I'm so interested in this. There are words in French I cannot say. German, I cannot. 
Have you ever listened to, uh, I remember, I love Nina, 99 Luftballon. Until I read the words. That's what she's saying? Wow. I had no idea. Then I wanted to talk to people, explain this. What's the hardest thing about learning English? What's the hardest words? Or the, the, what was difficult for you? What's, what do we take for granted? Homonyms. Words that sound alike with different meanings. For example, we can be at a race. I can say, that one won. You can say, that one won too. What? What does that mean? Inflection. I love it. What's the hardest thing? What? It, just like I'm going to ask somebody who's tall, somebody who's short, somebody who's... Just tell me. Tell me about being black or Italian or foreign or an atheist, or a Catholic, or a Jew, or an Arab. But just talk about it. I want to hear it. What if you What if you really identify with the Cherokee Nation? Like Mark Lindsay from uh, Cherokee People. Cherokee, Stephen Stills. First, yeah, first album, Cherokee. Cher, uh, Half-Breed, all these Native Americans. Robbie Robertson. What if you identify with that? Can you say you are? No. Why not? Well, because you're not. Well, what does that mean? Can't ask, can't talk about that. The most interesting things in the world, I can't talk about. The most interesting things in the world, because remember, I was born very far from where I'm supposed to be, and so I'm on my way home. I don't fit in here. The things that I find interesting... I have no I have no place here. I have no I have no I don't fit in. I don't I don't follow a party. I don't follow a the stuff I notice interesting. I was telling somebody I said there's two things I'm noticing. Number one, there are certain themes in YouTube that are just getting to me exceedingly tedious and I thought they were interesting at first but I cannot anymore. Jordan Peterson has hit the wall. It is just oversaturation. Neil deGrasse Tyson, oversaturation. Now you're trying to reinvent yourself. Eric Weinstein, getting close. Uh, and I'm just, and, I'm, and I want to say, why, why are you, he's repeating himself. Why aren't you, why are you finding this interesting? Because you're in need of some kind of meaning. Because your life is bereft of meaning. And this is as close to it as it possibly is. Interesting. Right now on YouTube, I came across something which is the most fascinating. If I met somebody from another planet, I was say, come here, I'm going to show you something. You want to know about humans? Come here. Because I can't figure this one out. You're going to love this. This is called YouTube. This is, this is a phone. Okay? I'm going to show you this. Right now, there are 10 million videos. And I'm underestimating. Maybe 10 billion. Of... of, uh, of Chiropractors cracking necks. They put a microphone here. They do this thing. He goes like this. And it makes his pop. And the person will say, Whoa! 10 million views. Next one. Sit in. Whoa! 8 million views. Maybe the back. Maybe, uh, and, and, and they're becoming more and more like, I, you're, you're going to see eventually nude chiropractor because they've got to, they've got, there's got to be something new to it. But there's no end to it. And the one that is my favorite, and I am telling you, you're going to be hearing about this. Imagine somebody says, I want to put this thing around your neck. It's called a ring dinger, wing dinger. I'm going to put this strap around your neck. I'm going to stand behind you and I'm going to pull it and I'm going to, and you see these almost this sense of ec- ecstasy, this these howls of delight and and uh, something which seems to me so profoundly dangerous. <laughs> Pull your neck. Now I'm no expert here, but it's fascinating to me. Tell me why that's fascinating. And and once you see one of these, that's all you see. 
They're just like, would you stop this? Make this go away. I'm on this trend. I don't want to see this anymore. And then they keep sending me more. And it's always like, where are you from? Well, I came up my neck. Is this, this. And then they make stuff up the carpet. Well, what happens is you see the toxins, the toxins. Wait a minute. What? Well, this will alleviate the toxins. And this. Here's one for you, which is the, my new favorite source of fascination. There is a guy who is incredible. He's on YouTube, and I love this guy. And he wants to, he speaks languages. I can't say his name, but he speaks languages perfectly. He's just this regular American kid, and he, I'm trying to find this. Oh, here we go. His name is, no, that's not it. Oh, yeah, yes. His name is now Shaoman NYC, X-I-A-O. M-A-N-Y-C. He has, right now as we speak, he has five and a half million followers. And he speaks Mandarin and or can't, you know, can't, fluently. And he goes and he speaks Haitian. It's the greatest. He's nice. There's no, I never get bored. He'll walk up to somebody and they'll order something and he'll, he'll, he, there is a, apparently a, a, a patois or a, dialect in China that nobody speaks and he nails it and they because he's this white guy it looks like his name is Rusty or something so anyway he goes to Brooklyn honey we gotta do this the cupping Chinese where they put the the cup they heat it up and they suck this thing out of you and it turns purple and and then he puts saran wrap on you and then they put these stones in your eyes and this Vapor and uh, the uh, candling, and I mean, it it is so interesting. And I thought this is the most fascinating thing I've ever seen in my life. Cupping. Now this is like five thousand years old. So do you think the Chinese are just what they made this up? You know what I'm talking about a cupping. They take this little. It looks like a little, uh, little, little tiny fishbowl, a little tiny one, and they take a, like a flame or something on fire, a candle or something. They heat it up inside and they put it on you, and it pulls your skin up, and it leaves these purple welts all over you, and you're like ah, screaming and yelling, and then they pop these things off, and they wrap you in saran wrap. They put this black tar or something fascinating fascinating the Russian Schwitz going into Russian baths here they have them downtown where they slap you with this these these um, uh, like a mop you know <laughs> I have no interest in doing this but do you see what I'm saying do you see what I'm saying? I want to discuss. And I want to live in a world, like Liz says, I could listen to the male British accent all day. And my Irish accent. Well, it's a particular accent. Do you see this? I want to live in a world where I can say Anything. And the only motivation, the only motivation, the only thing that I ask is that you be sincere. That's all. And, and, and try not to be rude. Sometimes people are rude, they don't know. Wouldn't you love to sit down and see a show where really smart, ordinary people talk to each other about, tell me what it's like to be a woman, to be a man, to be a girl, to be a boy, to be 10, to be 50, to be 100, to be, uh, ask somebody, what's it like to be 100? I have a friend of mine, he's 102. He's 102 years old. What is that like? And he's with it, and what is that like? I'm, I want to know what it's like. What can't you do? What can you do? What happens when your brain and your body don't talk anymore? What is that like? I wish we could talk about race and gender and sex and and I wish we could have a real honest to God. I don't want to say conversation. I hate that term. 
But I wish we could just ask any question you want, anything, and not be judgmental, but just listen to people and say, that fascinates me. How, is, how did you, how do you think about this? What's the worst thing that ever happened to you? When you see me, what do you think? Be honest. Don't, don't lie to me. Tell me. Would you ever want to talk to me in public? No. Why not? Tell me. I want to know. I'm not going to get upset. Do you like Trump? Do you like Biden? Why? Tell me why. What was your first election? What was your first? What are your concerns? What do you worry about? What do you like, not like? What do you care nothing about? What music changed your life? What was your first concert? What was your first car? What was your first? When were you red-pilled? Now, red pill can be a lot of things. Religious. When did you become devout religion? When did you understand? What were these moments when you said, I understand? What was your last epiphany moment? When did you say, aha? I'm always having those. I'm always. Last night, Mrs. Allen and I went to a wonderful place with a friend. We rarely go out at night. Rarely. So this was this was something. Because we get up in the middle of the night and we, when we, you know, our dinner, it's like the early bird spot. Anyway, this guy came out, very nice hoder. Oh, ho- he was a hoder. What's a hoder? One who hosts. No, he was, he was a waiter. I was trying to say waiter and host. It was a portmanteau, a conflation of the two. A hoder. <laughs> the hoder. And we danced. That's a hooters. Anyway. So this guy came out and he said, Thank you very much. My name is Jerome. Thank you for coming here. Tonight, may I tell you what's on the menu? What's not on the menu? Tonight, we have a nice tilapia that's pan-fried. It's gutted. It's disemboweled. It's in a pan-fried panko. It's served in a mushy pea and a base of medallions of rutabagas. And that's thirty nine ninety five. And then we have a nice sea bass, a tilapia, and it's eviscerated, beheaded, and I don't even know what he's talking about. It's encased in polystyrene and plastic, supported by a series of plastic straws and toothpicks, dragged behind a Ford Fairlane, and then uh, uh, pounded with driveway gravel and aquarium, uh, and it's twenty six ninety five. Followed by a Wagyu. Wagyu, by the way, is the biggest con anybody ever. Wagyu from where? <laughs> it's one hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, okay. Anyway. And I realize as he's saying this, I'm not following any of this. Why am I not following this? Is it the volume? Is it the subject matter? I'm not following this. It's not going in. It's like I'm listening to a different language. It was getting me the whole night. So I turned to my our friend. I said, did you understand that? He goes, no. It wasn't because of his, I understood the words he said. But I thought, this is a learning disability. I am unable to follow this. It meant, it was like, it's nothing. And we all looked at him like, none of us. Did you, why did we not understand that? Was it the series, the number, the volume, the tone? I don't know. I've been thinking about that all day. I want to know why I couldn't process it. None of it sounded even remotely interesting. But they do that at restaurants. Why do they do that? Why? Remember the poor guy who came up with the food? He didn't know anyone. Who got the Who got the salmon? Who? Remember this poor guy said, "Don't you have a thing?" <laughs> it was like this. It was. It was. We went from let's say pants here, but with gold flake, and a, and it's a imbibed, imbued, and a vat of ethylene glycol, and sprayed with a plasma batter of. And we go from that to who got the sir? What? This guy didn't know where the hell he was. I was enjoying myself just because I was marveling at what I was seeing. And I had nobody to tell this to because it was not like I'm complaining or something, but I'm not. I find everything like that. Everything fascinates me. But I'm alone. And why am I alone? I'll tell you why I'm alone. It's very, very simple. I'm alone because I was born very far away from where I'm supposed to be and so I'm on my way home. Think about that one. Now, my friends, I have been extremely, uh, I've, I've become more and more um, just negligent with this. I want you to do me a favor. 
to pay me back for this, which, of course, I know you want to. I know you want to say, it must be nice of him to do this, you know. I want you to do us a favor, do me a favor, and I want you to go, first of all, to our good friends at MyPillow.com, buy everything they have. Use MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, and drop as much money as you possibly can. 500 1000 Empty the kids' college fund. Just buy everything they have, only using the promo code Lionel. It would mean a lot to me, and you'd be so happy because you'd be ensconced in pillows, and who doesn't like pillows, for God's sakes. Then... I was explaining last night to a friend of mine the notion of an EMP attack, an electromagnetic pulse attack. And I love to look at the look, I love to watch the look of terror in people's faces as I describe it. Because they've never heard of this. An EMP, electromagnetic pulse, is one of the most scariest things that can ever happen to us. And it doesn't involve anything other than every piece of electronic equipment that you know destroyed. Other than that, it's no big deal. An EMP shield with this particular link that you must go to will take care of that immediately. And then we talk about this. And I love going out. Whenever we're out eating and there's all these wonderful people. By the way, don't get me about this business about the recession. This place was rocking. And I'm walking around and I'm looking at age, sex, race, ethnicity, demographic. And I'm saying everybody is here. Everybody. And they are, this is not cheap. They, the place was packed. That means something. Because I remember during the Rona, when there's nobody at places. All right. So I asked my friend, I said, what happens if one day our food just goes away? Now this is after the EMP, and they're looking at it, what? My Patriot Supply is simply the best one-stop shopping for this. And the the link is preparewithlionel.com. That's the link right here. You save $250 on a three-month emergency food kit. Did you ever go to an Army-Navy store when you were a kid? We had this one in Tampa. I loved it. said, look at this. Look at all this stuff. And campers went there. Look at this. That's all I was saying was, look at this. My Patriot Supply is like that. Look at look at the products. Just go through it. Go to preparewithlionel.com. Just look. It's like, oh my God. They've thought of everything. Everything you can imagine. It's brilliant. Just go to preparewithlionel.com. Just look at this. And if you don't pick up something, there's just no hope for you. No hope whatsoever. And then finally, finally, last night, <clears throat> one of the one of the questions came up. They said, why are you plant-based? I said, well, I'll tell you why. The reason why is simply this. When you eat right, you feel right, and most people don't eat right. And they and this is a true story. Well, what can you do? I said, well, the best thing you do would be to eat right, but if you can't, the right supplementation will certainly help dramatically versus none. And Z-Stack is right here. This is the one. This is just, just again, look at this link. And just look at this beautiful elixir. Vitamin C. Right? Vitamin C. Linus Pauling. Go back to vitamin C. Everybody knows about vitamin C. By the way, vitamin C, you can get it in a lot of fruits and vegetables, but you're not getting it. That's number one. Number two, zinc. Remember zinc during, during uh, our... Various health crises, how important that became, for good reason. Next is vitamin D. Look up vitamin D. Go to Dr. Greger. Look up nutritionfacts.org. He's my guy, Dr. Greger. Look at the studies on vitamin D. Blow your mind. And that's one supplement everybody has to take. Am I, and I'm not a doctor, but don't, don't tell me about, well, I'm in the sun. No, 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 no. Most people... Have you ever had a DOH series done blood? Probably. <clears throat> when I first did this, 14 years ago, yeah, I had to take therapeutic mega doses of vitamin D. I had none. 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 I was taking vitamin D in doses prescribed. You, you, there were just mega doses. I just was at nothing. Nothing. 
And don't get me stuff about darker skin. You got dark eyes. You got dark. No, 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 no. And the third is bioavailable. I love this. Anti-inflammatories and what they do. And one of the things which is so important. If you met God right now, God would say, look at this stuff that's the most colorful or the most bitter. But look at this stuff. And the reason for that color, the reason why they're so bright and the reason why they're bitter, is to attract pollination. Now, bugs can't see color, which is a kind of a paradox. But there's a reason for that. And that reason, that base, that's what I put into this, especially greens, dark greens, they're the best, or bright and flavorful, those are flavonoids. And those are classic antioxidants. And they try to stabilize free radicals, which is the problem among many, not just the only one. And this product, Z-Stack, just see right there, 15% off, just use my link, is just a little, it's to hedge. That's all. Okay, you got that? Good. Now, finally, I hope you are following my other channel at Lionel Legal. Tell me you're doing that. Lionel Legal. Tell me you're doing it. I did one yesterday on Riff. On restorative justice. Oh my God. Watch that one. <clears throat> Wait till you see what's happening with that. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. So that's Lionel Legal. And also, <clears throat> excuse me, I want you to follow Mrs. L. And Mrs. L has right now, first of all, her website, her, her Twitter account is Lynn's Warriors. She is indefatigable, inexorable. Interminable in her fury. Lynn's Warriors, there's a link right there. Lynn's Warriors, Lynn's, L-Y-N-N-S, underscore Warriors. And also, I want you to go, <coughs> excuse me, I'm gonna, I want you to go and I want you to, where is this? There we go. There we go. I want you to follow her YouTube channel right here. Okay. Okay, that's it. That's an hour and seven minutes. I've had enough of you. I've had enough of talking. I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you for being a part of this. See you tomorrow, same bad time, same bad channel, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Until then, remember, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. That's it.